All right, welcome back to the reboot of the Karen K Show here with your co-host Renegade and T. What's up, guys, on this beautiful afternoon here in Columbus, Ohio? I mean, the weather here is so nice. And I haven't been out today because it was kind of rainy this morning, but it's been a beautiful week. I've been, I, hey, I've been enjoying weather. I've been waiting on this. I've been praying for this. We finally have a break in weather, and I'm excited. 80-some mm. degrees. Mm. Well, it's pretty hot. (laughs) I'll say that. You know, it's it's one thing where, especially when you still, you know, you're working, you know, pretty much in the elements. I mean, Uh it's pretty hot. It's, you know, it's been been pretty hot the past couple days, but I hear it's supposed to cool down. Uh, Towards this weekend, it's supposed to get down to like 60. And now that would be great. I'd take that. And not raining. And it won't be raining, so that's good. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's going to be kind of cool. Cool off. So that would be great. But I wanted to stay just like this. I love the hot weather. I don't like a lot of air. So this is great for me. I'm doing great. What up, T? What's going on? It's one of them Bill Withers kind of day, Karen. It's a lovely day. I will take it. (laughs) I got the the legs out. I got the tank top on. I I got the little bird chest out. Man, (laughs) I will take whatever breeze. And it ain't too breezy enough to just blow me away. You know, I'm I'm tiny, so that strong wind. That's so fast. You can just blow quick. Man, that's like that fan. I, I take it. I will. I love it, man. I'll take all these days we can get in Columbus, Ohio. I tell you. Oh wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm, I'm like I say, I'm excited about the great weather, but I'm excited about the show now. You know, I was listening to um, sports all week long, and I ran across listen to this Paul Pierce. I know y'all probably heard about this Paul Pierce and different ones. Analysts was coming up with their five top. Who is your five top NBA? So let me tell you a little bit about what Paul said. Paul said he don't believe that LeBron is a top five. So let me tell you his top five. His top five was Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, and Kareem. Now, let me, the question is, was Paul Pierce wrong for leaving LeBron out of the top five? What do you think, uh, Renegade? Well, he get he listed legends, you know, and Paul Pierce is one itself. Uh-huh. So I'm not sure if his opinion is too much to be taken lightly, but I mean, leaving LeBron out of the top five, that's a bit of a stretch. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, granted that the era of basketball that we're playing in is, well, let's face it, soft. I mean, he's, you know, out of the top five, I don't know, because, you know, I wonder if I could put LeBron in any of those errors, errors that they all played in, and would he still do the same thing? That's my question. You know, because we all got to agree. I, I agree. I think that the NBA lacks toughness. So, I mean, nowadays, so uh, leave, leaving him out of the top five is a stretch, but like maybe number five or four. Okay, uh-huh. I could I could go with that. All right. So who would be your tell me who would be your top five right now? My top five? Who would be Give your me. top five all time, all time grades? Because I think what Paul Pierce is trying to say that LeBron hadn't built the legacy. The other people he got down has actually built a legacy. So mm-hmm. those were his top five. Who would you say yours are? Okay. So give me Jordan, Kobe. Uh-huh. 
Two. Uh, yeah, I take LeBron at number three. Okay. Uh, give me Isaiah Thomas. Four. Uh-huh. Number four. Wow. Hey, well, that's because you we all forget that he's a 14-time NBA All-Star, two-time yeah. champion, two-time All-Star MVP, one-time uh, league MVP. I mean, you okay. know, there's that. And Hakeem Olajuwon at number wow. five. I wouldn't expect that. Wow. Okay. All right, team. What you got to add to this? What, what do you? Who is your five? Well, what do you say about LeBron not being in the top five? First of all, Paul Pierce has always been a hater, so I I don't. <laughs> I, it don't shock me because he's always been a hater. If you look at what LeBron did, I'd be mad at him too. You know what I mean? I would be mad at LeBron enough to not put him in my top five because he's just shredded Paul Pierce. I think Paul Pierce is basically saying that I want to forget about it. That's the only way that you can make it under, make it make sense to me is to say, let's just act like I forget about it. Because there's no way LeBron James is out of your top five if you're not being a I'm a Cavs fan. I watch him go to Miami, and I still can say, it hurts more because he's a top three at worst player of all time. So it's, I feel like Paul Pierce should respect him more, but I'm not going to argue with him about being a hater because we all know that. Mm. At the same time, the one to me, the one way he could justify it is if he said, these are my retired top five. Because LeBron right, still right. acts. You know, if you kind of right. don't want to put him there because he's not finished, then at least say that. Other than that, you're just a hater because some people you can't deny their greatness. And LeBron mm. James is that kind of player. And Paul Pierce has historically just said a whole bunch of dumb stuff. No, not too long ago, he was saying his career was better than Dwayne Wade's. <laughs> but you just say it just to hear you. Yeah, he said that. So he said he was a better shooter than Clay Thompson recently. What? So Paul Pierce, yeah, he's basically a troll. Well, hey, you got to put his stuff on a pedestal right now. If he don't, I don't think nobody else, like if you, if you were doing your top five or maybe your top ten, do you think Paul Pierce should be in your top ten? No. So he got the – Ooh, got I don't know about top. that. Ooh. He got the elevator. Now, listen, I'm not talking about no scrub guy because Paul Pierce won championships with the um, – he won championship with the Celtics. And he's been from there. At first, when LeBron first came in the league, you got to respect Paul Pierce because he was better than um, LeBron when he first came in the league. But then LeBron team started beating the teams that Paul Pierce – because you got to remember, he left and went to multiple teams. I think he went to the Clippers. I think he went to the Wizards, and he went to a couple other teams. After he left Boston, so he's upset. I think to the point. I mean, I respect him because hey, he had one championship. But leaving LeBron out of your top five, I would say he. he I can understand what you're saying. He he's got some haterade going on there somewhere. He's got some resentment going on that LeBron is a better player than him, and he got to admit to it at some point in time. LeBron averaged 34 points against the man. Yeah. You gotta hate him for that. Like it's yeah. Kobe did, did what he did against him, but I think Kobe gets that that ledger respect, especially now that right. he's gone. I think right. Kobe will get more flowers just over and over. You know what I mean? But it's right. just that my problem with it more than anything is Paul Pierce is a paid analyst. So rather your opinion is your opinion. It is what it right. is, but I at least expect you to be impartial and not right. be able when you do something like this. But that's why I don't give it so much energy. Paul Pierce has a hard time cracking my top five small fours of all time. So, 
he needs to kind of reevaluate his own career because without that one ring, to me, Paul Pierce is another Joe Johnson. You're good, you're talented, you're all-star for years, but that one right. ring changed that perception that took Paul Pierce from here to there. And KG and Ray Allen have way more to do with that than anything Paul Pierce has done. I was going to say the same thing. If he hadn't got Kevin Garnett, if he hadn't got Paul Pierce, and let, I mean, Paul Pierce, if he hadn't got Ray Allen, and then what about Rondo? They all contributed to the, the, the dynasty that he said he had. If it wasn't for them, he wouldn't even got Ray. So I'm not even looking that for him to say that he was the top dog on that. So, now take that ring away from, uh, well, yeah, take that ring away from him and then see how you look at him. But my, right. my top five, um, Jordan one, uh-huh. Ron two, uh-huh. Magic three, right. Shaq four, mm. Larry Legend five. Ooh. Did you say Jack? Shaq. 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 Oh, Shaq four. So while that is being said, let me give you my top five. My top five that I would say would be Jordan first. Magic would be second for me. Magic Johnson, Kareem, Aljun Jabbar has got to be three for me. I do, I do gotta agree with um I mean, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and say I got all Lakers and stuff, Lorel LeBron, except for Jordan. I got I got Jordan, Magic, Kareem, Kobe. Then I got LeBron as number five. And it's right. like, I, I, I don't know if I would switch that around. I might be switching around a little order, but I got to have Kobe right now before LeBron because, like I said, he's on legend status, as he said, because he's, you know, but I still got to get Jordan number one. Like, I think we all said that. We all could agree that he could be number one. Then you're like Magic. Magic had the name Magic for a reason. The dude could just put stuff in and go in, you know. And you can almost put Magic along with Isaiah Thomas. They both were such great players, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, in that same era. So I'm looking at Kareem, too, and I'm like, Kobe was so good. And then somebody else would put somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with Bill Russell even being in the top five. Paul Pierce saying Bill Russell. Look how many championships he got. You know, that dude got so many championships. He's proved himself. So, I mean, I think either one, either way you go with so you just surprised me. You gave me some folks I think that I hadn't even thought. He said a uh, I can't even say a larger one, Korean a larger one. I hadn't yeah. even thought about him. So I think yeah. it's kind of good people. And you add some other couple of people if we had them on the show. They might have a whole different top five. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think I think you just got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, Elijah Wan just affected the game in so many ways uh-huh. from the center position. Right. It's, I think the center position is the most debated because right. there's so many great ones out there. It is so many different levels of their greatness. Like Shaq was more dominant. I, got, I was curious. I got to say Shaq right now. He was, but he was he was dominant. But then back yeah. in those days, you could say Wilt was the same dominant. Yeah, that's you know, but true. Russell yeah. dominated Wilt. So yeah, it's just it's more. It's to me your favorite or the best is just like music. It's subjective to an extent. You know, you be fucking all day long over that. <laughs> you know, so it's 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 who you saw. You know, some people grow up, especially in this generation, or coming going uh-huh. forward. You'll you'll have LeBron as your number one because right. you know you may have grown up and seen Jordan, but he was wearing a Wizards jersey. That Jordan's right. not nobody's number one. So you grow up whoa, with Jordan, like LeBron. You know, some people's top five may not even have Jordan because they didn't right. see him. So it's kind of hard, like, you know, if, if somebody says Oscar Robertson, well, you may have had to see him. He's another right. one that name probably would be up there if, depending on who you ask. You ask somebody from the 50s, right. 
they may say a whole different top five than you know. So right. it's just it's mostly subjective and who touched your heartstrings, yeah. what they may be. Yeah, right, right. All right. With that being said, let's go to another two players. I had a debate about, but who's better, Steph Curry or James Harden? Steph. So Steph. you pick Steph over? Did you listen? Let me ask you the question. Did you pick Steph because of his championships or his ability to shoot, that he can shoot just about anywhere, just like James Harden? Um, what, why, why did you say Steph over James Harden? Because Steph changed the whole game in basketball. Mm. It's like that's what makes him him. Like take away the Kevin Durant years. Take away uh, that. Right. They were they're never going to lose that way until somebody gets hurt like that. Right, but right. prior to the reason that people are shooting threes the way they are now, one man and one uh-huh. man, Steph Curry. And when you can change the game by the way you play, you yeah. have to be better than the next because of that fact. You don't have a whole – I'm talking about it ain't just players that change the game and say, oh, I want to be like Steph Curry. You know, that's how you get the right. Trey Young babies coming out. It's whole teams that look at this one man and say, we have to play like that. And that itself, James Harden does it. James Harden has a game that it's fit for this kind of style of basketball because the way that they call the game and he's doing the things that he needs to do. But I don't think he transcended the sport to a point that Steph Curry did where you got kids, you know, right or wrong how they play, hoisting up 35 footers, you know, to have the confidence. You got big man step back, shoot threes. That doesn't happen if Steph Curry doesn't come around and do what he does. He made a three ball fun. So I think that alone makes him better than James Harden. Mm. Okay. Also, T- I mean, Renegade, what do you think, Steph or James? I I, I agree with T on um on that one, and I'll say Steph Curry, but for a different reason. Steph okay. Curry, uh, Steph Curry's de- team defense is underrated. Right. Okay. You know, James Harden can't hold a can of Coke. <laughs> You know, and not only that, but, I mean, Steph's overall game, even offensively, is just better than better than James Harden's. He averages more assists. Yes. You know, and he's able to put his teammates into positions to win. You know, and right now, I even think, you know, with Harden and uh, Westbrook being in Houston, it's chaos. Right. The two so much alike, and, and they and neither neither one of them. I think both of them are going to wind up being like uh, another Charles Barkley. Great players who never won rings. Carmelo wow. An- Carmelo Anthony, same thing. Right, right. Wow. Because That's because crazy. they they don't you know neither one of them have that it factor. Right. Wow. Wow, I gotta go with. I guess I gotta go with Steph because I think he can run a uh, offense, and what I think he's he's shown he's proven to us he can win championships. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen that from Harden. One thing about Harden, and I don't like the way he lands after he hits the three point. I feel like he he lands on you, which hey, if it works, do it because he's gonna draw a foul every time, and half of the time I don't even think it be a foul. And you, you, he's going to get the call 90% of those times when he's playing in game. To me, Steph Curry, he shoots the ball better. He knows how to land. He just hits it, and he goes. You know what I'm saying? And I think he's um, 
I think he's overall a better player altogether. You all have already proven for us, but like I think he, I think Steph, I would take Steph Curry over James Harden. With that being said, if, if NBA is supposed to start back up now, I think they push the date to July, I believe, as I heard this week. July, they're looking at opening July. It was going to be June, but I think it's been pushed to July as of now, which a lot of players say they haven't heard a lot. They read stuff on Twitter. They wish that the commissioner would talk to them and the coaches would talk to them. But that being said, uh, we need to take a look at Golden State right now. Mm. So with the time being out, we're almost at the end of the season. So when it starts back, Steph will be ready to go. Clay Thompson will be ready to go. What other piece do the Golden State Warriors need to win another championship or to be a contender? Or will they be able to be a contender? Because they're down on the totem pole right now. But will they be able to come back, get one more piece, and be able to compete for the Western Conference Championship? They need a defensive big man. Like, I think Andre Drummond would have been a, a great fit in Golden wow, State. Wow, yes. Because, because now, you know, you give Golden State as a team overall the, the ability to defend. Uh-huh. Uh, wow. You know, but they, they, need a, they need a bona fide big man that can play defense. I mean, and, and all-star caliber at that. But there, we know that there's really not too many of them, but they do need one. Carl uh, Anthony Towns wouldn't be bad. Right, right. You know, there's there's some pieces out there that they – DeAndre Jordan, there's another one. Uh, there's some pieces out there that they could get in the, in the four or five spot that would solidify right. that team. Right, right. Right. I think so. I think they do need to add some pieces. Um, T, what do you say? I'm, I think that whatever pick they end up getting, they're going to be on that trajectory. I think Gold State healthy this year's top 14 in the, mm. in the uh-huh. Western Conference. So I think just them being able to get back to being healthy and then adding whatever is the top five pick to that roster, right. can, uh-huh. they don't, they, I do agree with Remy with that one. Like they do need a big man. But this NBA, I think the big man that they need, they can get cheap. They can get a veteran big man to come around like a Daniel Thice from Boston. I don't think that's that's kind of more of the defensive-minded big man that they need. They don't need a star like a Carl Anthony Towns or a Drummond or you know somebody like that because you can pay $5 million for a, a rim-protected big man nowadays. Back in the day, you used to uh-huh. do it. So right. the value's lower on them. Add a top five pick, presumably to that, a healthy Clay, a healthy uh, Steph, a healthy Draymond, they're right back in the mix. So I just think that they just needed the time off to just get healthy and add whatever pick right, they get. Right. Uh-huh. They're not far off. It's just, you know, your best players are hurt. Any team, you take away LeBron, Anthony Davis off the Lakers team, they're just got their Golden State all over. Right. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're right. Uh, all George and, and Kawhi off of the Clippers. Right, right. At this point, there I know the Clippers made the playoffs without them last year, but I don't think uh-huh. that happened this year because they right. built the team around those stars. And I think it's the same thing there. They built the team around Steph and Clay, and you didn't have ninety nine percent of the games this year. So, speaking speaking of the Clippers, uh, uh-huh. you know, I look for them. I look for them to add another piece to try to compete with Golden State. 
Uh, oh, Portland, Portland in that division uh-huh. is one player away. But they've been one player away. It, it's just that right now, it's for some reason, the franchise is being stingy on, you know, paying somebody to come out there. Right, right. And play. No, we, I agree. LaMarcus Aldridge wasn't the answer. But they do need – they also need a bona fide big man. Because I like the I like the tandem of uh, McCallum and uh, Damian Lillard. Right, I, I do. I like it, and they they're experienced. So you know, it would be nice to see them with a good three, uh, a good uh, player at the three or four. Yeah, because they got knocked out last year, well, and I yeah. think according to um, sources, Lillard said that if they start back up, he will not play. He's not going to play. I guess yeah, the safety reason. Well, why would he? I mean, the, the franchise is set. The franchise is setting him up for failure. Why wow. would he? Or he? He said he he doesn't want to play if they don't have a chance to make the playoffs. Right. But I think that was a stretch to begin with. Like, the, I, I I get what he's saying, but at the same time, you mathematically being available to make the playoffs, uh-huh. actually being able to make the playoffs whole different ball game. Memphis yes. would have had to start spiraling down and Portland would have had to right. almost not lose. It wasn't like it was 40 games left in the season. It's 40 games right, left in the right. season. Damian Lillard has something to stand on. We're at 17 games left total. So wow. you would have to presumably go let's just be on the short side and say 11 and 6 or something like that. Mm. But uh-huh. Memphis would have to go pretty much the opposite of that, 6-11 and 11 for you to make it. What about Memphis told you that? So, if anything, Damian Willard is not being fair to a Memphis, to an Oklahoma right. City who's been this much ahead of you the whole time. Boo-hoo that you got a couple players hurt now they're healthy. That's your problem, not mine. So, at the end of the day, don't wow. stake it, they the same thing. Any team with injuries can say make some uh-huh. noise. No bleep show up. You know, we know that. But at the end of the day, I think what it does more than anything is push the NBA to try to include a Portland in there because they don't want to hear their stars just keep monkey seeing, monkey doing, just like they did with the Olympic team. If you can remember, with the Olympic select team last year, everybody said no, basically because one person started to say no. And the NBA doesn't want to see that same thing happen with their stars. So you have to listen to Damian Lillard without telling him to his face, yo, you're three and a half games back. It was going to be tough anyway. But you want us to airmail you, you know what I mean, a slot. You want to earn it. But. <laughs> uh, wow, that is super. I mean, like I said, when they start, they're saying that they might just start off in the playoffs or, the, you know, whoever. Because I'm like, you can't start off in the finals because you got to get some teams that got to play to see which way you're going. So I say start them. A lot of people don't like it that I, that, you know, that I say that. Hey, start them off the eight, the 16 games. That's what I think they should do. If they do that in July, go ahead. Because you're looking at right now, um, running into what baseball wants to start. Uh, college football is about to start. And all and uh, uh, training camp for football is about to start. All this stuff is going to be going. Baseball. So how, how many games can, can you actually play 17 games for 32 teams? What is 32 teams? They can, but I think they would have to rush it. And I think that a lot of those games would be pointless. You know, I mean, yes. it's 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 a way you can do it. But I think their problem is they're trying to make everybody happy. 
and you can never make everybody happy. No, like, you can't. You can't. So you have to figure out which is more realistic, you know, which makes more sense. Forget what one person is talking about and the boo-hoo story that you get. Break the violin, I'll call it a day. You need to do what's <laughs> best for your sport, your organization, your league. You know, right. so David Lilly wants to pout and I'll take my ball and go home, then go ahead. Right. Because I still want to see players go out there and do it for the love of the game. Like I get that it's a job, you get paid to do it and all that. But at the end of the day, if you want to sit there and say, I'm not going to play because I ain't happy about it, then don't play. Right. Let the right. show go on. You know, because there's other teams that want to do this. So yeah. if you want to come out and do it, hey. Have fun. If not, the game wouldn't miss you anyway, Damian Lillard, because if this was a regular NBA season, you might not even have been playing in the playoffs after April anyway. So good riddance, Shaluni. I'll add you. <laughs> but you know where that come from, right? You remember the game he played, and he said the ref didn't give him a call, and he got mad. I can't remember who they were playing. He said, that right there could have cost us to be in the playoffs or not. That one game that you didn't call, and I think the other team wound up winning because he said he didn't get a foul call. So he's still upset about that. I, I want to say it was Memphis because I know he said something about we, you know, you we're playing for the playoffs and he just took yes, that away. From I remember us. that he was mad too. He was real mad. I think he wound up having to pay a fine because but, of something I mean, he said. I, I, you know what? I think it's just his desire to win that took over in the end, and that's you know, and yeah, I get it. But I mean they. The way Portland set up, they were going to be an early exit anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it's, 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 it's like arguing about the 69th and 70th team in the Mark Madness tournament, like the bubble teams that didn't make it. Who cares? Yeah. They were going to get bounced early anyway. It's not like yeah. these are the yeah. championship contenders. I get that you have a shot, but you put my Cavs in the playoffs, we got a shot too. <laughs> yeah, you got a shot, but I don't know how far you're going to go. Nowhere, Darren. That's my point. <laughs> we right. technically so why so so you're saying why even you know why even bother? Yeah, right. Yeah, I get it. You, you want a pipe dream? Uh, we don't live on maybes. We live on what it is, and mm-hmm. right. What it is is you was gonna be out the playoffs one way or another. So have an early summer if you want to. COVID beats Yeah, you. and look and stop pouting. You too old to be pouting. Stop pouting. You get together. Gotta make sure that they give you some help next year. Yep. You get some help. You get some help for the upcoming year. I say next year for the upcoming year. You make sure you try to look. Everybody else is building uh, dynasties or whatever. You try to build one in Portland. If you're gonna stay in Portland, you make sure you got some good talent that's coming up. That you y'all about to draft somebody that's gonna give you some help. Because then right there, he's too good of a player not to be winning championships. He's that, he's really good player. I can't you know. He's, he's a good ball player, but hey, you just think y'all missing some pieces to get, even in the finals, you're missing some pieces, you know? They had their shot they last year. They definitely uh-huh. had their shot. They had their shot last year. And, yeah, they did. I mean, it's, it's the way the game goes. Like, Charles Barkley was good enough to win a championship. Carl Malone was good enough to win a championship. Yeah. Reggie Miller was good enough to win a championship. Everybody don't win them, though. I know this era is hard to believe because it seems like any and everybody gets a championship because that's just the the non-competitiveness that they seem to want to do and want to team up. Right. It's just just like these little kids that play, you know, these sports nowadays and they get a participation trophy. Oh, it's okay. It it waters it down. So if Daniel Miller doesn't win a championship, I don't think that's the worst thing because this era – 
I mean, you stay if you stay in Portland and don't win one, I'll respect you more than if you bounce around and just latch on with LeBron, Kevin Durant, freaking right. Donald, you know Yeah, we're mean? gonna. You're right. We're gonna win. We're gonna win. Not five. Not six. You know, and don't worry about it. You know, it's like I said, hey, get a participation trophy, you know. It's okay, you know. And they don't really – it's okay. You 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 played, and that's okay. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought it was about winning and competing. That's these athletes, man. They, they want a Band-Aid on their boo-boo. Right. And, I, and I'm like – and back in, back in our day, it was like, no, Lil' Billy is on the bench because Lil' Billy's trash. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you you want to go? You might want to try chess, but yeah. it's not this sport. You got the wrong sport, right? Yeah, it's not this sport. So, Report. I mean, but you know what? You're setting them up basically for heartache because if you're giving everybody a trophy now, when you get to higher levels in school, special middle school, and no, I probably whatever, you everybody's not gonna get a trophy. You got a winner, you got a loser. You better toughen them up now because they're gonna be they're gonna be hurt when they get up there and find out, hey. Everybody don't get a trophy. No, that was only in peewee football. Well, the one, the, the one thing, the one thing I hate that they did in high school basketball was eliminate the shot clock. Wow. What are you? What are you? You know, you're not you're not teaching these kids how to play against the shot clock because it's a part of the game. You know, why are we taking? I'm like, why are y'all taking the element of this game out? Well, it's the same thing as the NBA. It's so many people crying about something. They're trying to make everybody happy that they just do stuff like that. And it's like, well, you have to be able to say, well, yes, you need 24 seconds to shoot the ball. That's that's standard. Yeah, or 35. But it's if you say that, then you have another parent over here that's like, well, some kids develop a little slower. That ain't their problem. Exactly. They can play the sport. But that's what happens when you try to make everybody happy. You try to compromise, and at the end of the day, you water down the game, you make it worse right. by trying to please everybody. Somebody has mm-hmm. to tell you no. We grew up around an era where people were able to tell us no. You know what right. I mean? So they don't I do that now. now and yeah, exactly oh, they, why oh, I, they I had no why. problem telling us no. In fact, no, right now, athletes get everything they want and more. And then the time you tell them no, it's like, well, I won't play anymore. Fool, I'm paying you fifty million a year. You better play, watch the doors, <laughs> freaking clean up afterwards, be the PA announcer, go on, uh, wash the uh, uh, um, the team uniforms. I'm paying you all this money, and you gonna sit here and tell me you ain't paying? Nah, nah, no. That's yeah, like right. your kid telling you they ain't doing no chores. Nope, I refuse. Oh, I wish mine would. Get the belt out. <laughs> I wish mine would. That's all I can say about that. Go, go ahead. Master squared up with even the thought of it. Man. So the fact of these NBA athletes get to do that—that's a huge problem. You're not mm-hmm. telling the owner of my team that I'm not playing because we don't have a real chance to make the playoffs. Do the Portland Trailblazers play? Yes. Are you healthy? Yes. Get out there. It's a it's a little bit of a sense of entitlement. Yeah. Personally, I think. LeBron James kind of created that. Yeah. It's the empowerment. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Yep. He kind of created that. So, I mean. You know, kind of. He did. Right. He got everything he wanted and still wanted you to give him other. You know what I mean? And that, it waters down things. It's the same thing as Kevin Durant. That's why he's playing in Brooklyn right now. Because they do things that end up being watered down and then. Now I want the respect. No, because we don't want that. 
they let the casual fans and the people who really don't care about the game cry and moan and, and, and do all this, and they listen to them, and it and it takes away the fun of it. So then they have to overcompensate by by doing something else. That's why, they, uh, you know, LeBron, even with him, I got to try to win one in L.A. now. Mm. Because at the end of the day, people are going to say, well, you went there because of the star stuff you do. Well, he did. No, but it's the game. It, it comes with the money. You know, if you want the game to still be the way that it used to be, players had to be more broke. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a give or take to have the talent that we do have. You have to give some of the personality traits uh, something, you know. So it's 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 not an exact science. We'll never figure it out. We ain't paid enough to do it either. So right. So there. I mean, there's there's that. But you know, I'm just saying. Look, <laughs> we just you know we got it. We got to quit this you know entitlement stuff, and we got to fix contracts to the point where these players can't just simply do that. Well, you got so many people that are, think that they're stars on every team, and everybody wants to be able to have their way. It's almost like Burger King. When you're picking all these uh, players that says, hey, I'm just, I make the Portland Trailblazers. Hey, I make the Los Angeles Lakers. Hey, I make the whoever, whoever, Washington Wizards. Because when you have these stars, they feel like they're entitled to say whether they what they want to do and what they don't want to do. It's almost like children. Mm-hmm. They're entitled to tell their parents what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. I'm like, really? Right. Okay. I got one sometime think he's entitled. And I'm like, hey, I'm still mom. Right. And you, hey, I'm, hey, I'm, I know you're grown, but you got to still remember you're not entitled to nothing. I right. bought you a car, but I'll take the car from you. You know what well, I'm saying? So well, it's, my, it's my, that type of stuff they got. Oh, my son, he does that. He he tried that a couple times with me, and I'm just like, oh, oh, that's what you want to get? Well, they cost this much. Oh, well, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's cool. Go get a job. That's right. <laughs> and and that's, that's, that's how that go. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, don't, you know, I don't know why you're asking me. Just go get a job. You won't have to ask me if you do car. that. Yep, because, I mean, I had to do it, so. I, mean, I did too. You know, so I mean, I'm sure we all had, but now there is there is a huge sense of entitlement that's going on, not yeah. just in the NBA, but I see it a lot in the NFL too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, now Major League Baseball, uh, I think Major League Baseball is being a little unfair. Oh, to these players right now with yeah. the proposed agreement, right. the proposed the proposed. Uh, the proposed way they're going to do things. I, you know, I'm just looking at this like, oh, this might be the end of baseball as we know it. Well, you know, I wouldn't boo too much. But I mean, Mike Mike Trout is making what four hundred and twenty million. So I mean, right, yeah, wow. I'm sure he can stand to lose a couple couple dollars here and there. You know, that's I mean, I'm like, dude, you're you're the main one complaining. And you get almost a half a billion dollars. None of us even, most payrolls aren't a half a billion dollars. That's a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. It's, his, his contract is, his contract is uh, four, 420 million over 10 years. Remember when you see the A-Rod's contract and just thought it could never get higher than this. Right. 
Then next thing you know, I think after A Rod, uh, the, the the Detroit Tigers signed Prince Fielder to like two hundred and forty one million, and then it just kind of escalated from there. They're still paying him, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's that's a lot of money. To, that's twenty million to do nothing. So I mean, it's you know. And where do we, where do we say, you know, where do we, where do we say, okay, enough is enough. Now COVID, because Mm -hmm. the way that that's taking the money out of the equation, a lot of players money is going to drop. It has to, because without this revenue share and people coming to the games and doing all that, even if they start opening stuff back up, the loss of games that have already happened, is going to start, you know, taking care of the pocket. So I can I can get the MLB players' perspective because not only do you lose games from the games that were canceled or may not be made up, they're trying to, you know, get the best o- over you with the proposal too. So you do you do feel some type of way. But, uh, you know, my feeling with people arguing about money is the same thing. Like, if you're arguing about millions and billions of dollars, me and you ain't having the same conversations. Right, I, I could care less about that aspect unless you want to give me a couple million because that's billionaires and millionaires arguing over stuff that just play the game. I don't know, figure it out because at some point before all the money, you played the game for the love of it. I guess you want to be compensated oh, yeah. and all that, but if you grown people can't get in the room and figure it out, then I don't have the energy to try to figure it out for you. So I hope I, I'm not a huge baseball person, but just for the sake of sports. I hope it does come back, and I hope it does get some type of resolution. But mm. the money situation, it's 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 above my pay grade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have a situation now too. They can't decide now. It's actually has uh, put a damper on when they're going to start now. They're supposed to be starting soon. I think coming up next month. No, July fourth. I think it's a go. They're supposed to be starting empty stadiums first, so we'll see. But they're opening things back up, so you think by then uh, people will be ready to go back to, or you think we're going to get a second wave of this pandemic? I don't know. I think a little both of them happen, but I just think that they – you have to kind of go on. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't run it high forever. So mm-hmm. I think as much as the pandemic's a thing, doctors and nurses are paid – to, you know, right. do a job, scientists. You know, there's people out here trying to develop vaccines. and There are people working. So I think that the more we get into normalcy, the better it becomes because right. that's the best way to, to, to take care of all these problems. You still have to get out there and figure it out. Rather you have to wear a mask and do what you have to do or rather you have to, you know, quarantine, whatever you have to do, do it. Uh-huh. But we have to get back to normalcy at some point. Well, yeah, but that, that's that you you have to define normalcy at this point. Well, being able to get up, we got, it's got to be redef- it's got to be redefined for a lot of people, right? Absolutely. You know what I mean. So, so it's you know, and even with sports, I'm actually questioning whether or not it's even going to be around the next two or three years. Will wow. we be able to have these conversations? You know, with the way things have changed and, you know, I'm and I mean, yeah, I'm a little fearful for that. I think if nothing else, the extra kick in the pants is the fact that sports could be taken away. Mm. So 
uh, that accelerates the process of people trying to figure things out. You're going to work for stuff that you, you really know want. Worth it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think people didn't take the pandemic serious until sports got shut down. So if yeah. anything, that's when sports opening back up, that's going to signal to the world that the world is ready to open back up. That's how people, you know, the so. same way sports got shut down was the same way the world is back reopened. All oh, this event's coming back. This game is coming back. They're talking about that. So, well, okay, remember, so. well, remember when I said in Score Studios, uh, T, I think you were there. Yeah, you were there. I said, uh, if they shut down sports, we in trouble. Yeah. And because for some reason, I knew that they were going to be the first thing that's, that's got to go. Well, that's how you wake people up. But but listen to this, yeah. That that's the only I think the only reason why they stop sports and stuff like that just to say, hey, this thing is real. But listen to this. Now, my take on this is, and a lot of people probably, hey, if you're still going to the grocery store, you standing in line. Mm. Some people with you, some away from you. So you telling me you can't get the sports back going? You, you can't wear a mask. Whatever you got to do to me, the world, most of the world never stopped going. Never stopped going. Continued to go. People were still going to work. They gave us a paper. I didn't go back to work, but they gave people a paper. Hey, if you want yep. to continue to work, you can work until May 28th. That's when the name closed the letter up. So I already knew in March that this thing was going to go on because they were giving us papers from the government that said that May 28th was when it's going to up. So they already had this plan. Everything was already planned out. Hey, this is going to be how long it's going to take. It's going to be this. Some of this stuff to me was planned out. To me, if I'm, and you know, a lot of my friends, they're like, well, aren't you scared? No, I'm not scared. I told them if I can go in a grocery store mm-hmm. and stand behind people six feet, if you got to put the seats out, or, hey, we're only going to sell a certain amount of seats because we got to keep you six feet distant, do the same thing. You can't open a stadium up and put a couple of seats. Like, I went to a restaurant last week. I was in Delaware, Ohio. I met up with a friend. They had one table here you could sit and have, hey, you can't sit at this table. Then you can sit at another table. They was keeping people the distance. Take heed from the people in the restaurants that allow people to come in. Do the same precaution. Take your distance. You know, you got a couple of seats. Only sell certain seats until you see how it goes. Hey, we're only going to do these seats. And when you get in line to get food, keep your distance like you do when you go in another place to get food and take it to go. It's the same thing. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, is it a money problem or is it a distance problem? Because I think all this can be solved. I don't, it's, it's because you hear so much though. Right. Um, from what I've understood about the whole, and obviously I'm not no extraordinary about it, but from what I understood, most of it being transferred is from touch. So if you say, well, just keep your distance. Don't touch me. You know, I can, right. I can piss, I can fist pump instead of giving you a high five. Six right. feet uh-huh. ain't nothing but one chair between somebody. You know what I mean? That's so true. if you uh-huh. have one chair between each person, maybe you don't have a hundred thousand people. Maybe you have to settle right. for fifty thousand. But there's ways uh-huh. that can be done. Point is, they're arguing about money most of the time. So you right, can't argue, right. you can't you can't think logical when you're arguing about stuff right. that doesn't affect the common fan. Because the common fan wants to know when you open this thing up. And they're like, well, we'll have that conversation after we argue about this money again. And it's simple. It's so simple, but like Lauren Hill said, it can all be so simple, but you rather make it hard. Mm -hmm. That's the world we're living in. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so much of that that nobody sits, sits there and says, yo, we could just move them seat after seat. Or maybe even right. give it as far as a section. You know, or maybe you can sell the seats as a family. Like every seat is everything's sold as a family thing. You know, right. so we have one section for this family, one section for that family. I kind of like that. Wow. You know, that's a good idea. I don't that's think a they good want idea. to do you know, so it boils down to they want to get everybody in there and still get that money. So they don't want to right. take 50,000 seats away because they want 100,000. So they'll lose 100,000 people by letting nobody in instead of just letting 50,000 people in and get half that money. Like, it's right. backwards, but some people think backwards. It's back, backwards hustling. <laughs> That's what they call it. I've been looking look like Chris Cross. Man. <laughs> like, and, and you know what? That, that I thought that I think that's a really good idea, T. I Actually, I, I never I never really thought of that. I didn't either. I said, you know, push them apart or whatever, you know. Right, but when you because if you look at it, if you're in the store, you're with your family, you're not separating from them. You're hanging right. tight with them, but you're away from everybody else. I think that's a good idea. Yep, it, it is. It's a it's a fabulous idea, actually. Tell them to pay uh, me. And I'll get more ideas. You know, I was going to say, you need to get money for that team. That's a good idea. That's, right. Hey, you will put that out there, but if you don't brand that, somebody going to take it and run with it, and somebody else going to get all the credit for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I came up with that, not T. I'm what? <laughs> uh, I'm going to reference them to this this podcast right here. But, yeah. uh, time and date. Yeah. Hey, and it is time stamps, so It is time stamps, though. There is that. Hey, but, here we go. More clicks and listens. Right. Uh, <laughs> I got you, Karen. Yeah. You. Just Man. give me a You know, just give me a little bit of it on the Karen K show. We out there like this, like Rennie was last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wasn't like that. I was thinking, uh huh. He had money everywhere flowing last week. Man. Uh, Man, uh, I, now, hey, look, and I'm trying to keep it going for, for everybody involved, so. Hey, okay, renegade. Man, we got we got to you know we got to get we got to get get money. That's how it is. I mean, they do it in Major League Baseball, and you know they all get oh, yeah. money. So I mean, they paying big money, <laughs> money I oh, wouldn't even. They pay they paying national debt type money. They better hope yeah. they don't throw that T ball out there because I'm gonna be like Mike Trout with the T ball. Man, playing with me, I can mm. run a base mm, or two. That first one, I'm cool. That's so, that so uh, I think the NHL, uh, they, they got it right. Okay. They they actually got it right. Um, and they're not they're not you know they're not going to deprive their fans, and because for them. I think it's more to them. Yeah, I think it's more more to them than just about the money. It's about the game of hockey. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean. So, I think you know they got it right. But money ain't like that either, though. So I think it's it it that helps. Like hockey players get paid. Don't get me wrong, but they do not crazy like that. But yeah, you know, but every time they step they step on the ice, you can see the passion that they have for the game too. Yep. Just right. as well. So, you know, and you rarely hear of NHL uh any NHL superstars, all stars, any kind of NHL stars 
being in any kind of trouble with the law. You know, a lot of them, a lot of them are upstanding citizens. Yeah. And good people. I mean, and besides, have you ever seen a hockey player up front? Man, their jokers are big. You know why? They don't have to because they take all their aggression out on the ice. They beat mm-hmm. the crap out of some of those folks. Well, yeah, they, they do. And, and look, if you lose a fight, you go to the penalty box. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes and you back out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, you you get you if you're gonna fight, you better win, I guess. You better win. You That's better. how it goes. So I mean, hey. You know, I should be. You lose, you there's a penalty, right? Right, right. And and you know, so I wonder if the NHL has a stat the most person that's got penalized the most minutes for losing a fight. Oh, yeah, it definitely has to be. uh, I I wonder, I wonder if there's a stat for that. You know, I should see if I can find it, but no, I honestly think that they got it right, you know, when they just said, okay, so here's the deal. We'll add uh, – it's a 24-playoff team, 24 playoffs or 24-team playoff. Um, you know, we're going to let the fans in and everything because, well, this is the game of hockey. And we're not going to let this thing beat us as individuals. I think that's the statement they made uh, when they decided to reopen and gave a date. And now I'm more inclined – to watch more hockey than I am the N- than, than I am the NFL. Well, Mark Mayhew, um, the president of the N- NFLPA, did say, you know, we'll open full steam come August. So, so I mean, yeah, we they're gonna open up, you know. And he said, there's no changes being made, no kind of, you know, anything being done to you know, to say, oh, well, we're going to do this because of COVID-19 or whatnot. He said the the game will be played. And I like that assertiveness, uh, to say the least, you know, especially for all of the, all of us sports fans. Right. Oh, yeah. I want to see something. I, I'm not a big hockey fan, mm-hmm. but if hockey came up before anything else, I think I would try to sit through it and watch it. I wonder well, there's some type of sports that's on right there. Right. Well, um, Bill Milkerson, Tom Brady, um, Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods match. And I can't stand golf, but I watched that thing like it was game seven of the party. Did did you learn a little bit of uh, golf tea? I learned nothing, really. Nothing. But it was <laughs> it was sports. I'll take it. Yeah. I watched it. It took them so long. Oh my gosh! That's the, I'm like, just hit the ball already. Do something, and then you got to look at it fly go all the way. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. baseball. I can deal with it because I like it, but it takes them. One thing about basketball and football, you're moving. Basketball, you got the ball. You're doing. You're moving. Football, you got three downs, but yet you got chances to redeem yourself if you make a bad move. If you don't get nowhere, you know, don't yards on the first play. You got to do something on the third, and you actually can go on four. But baseball, you got strikes, you got ball. I'm like, somebody just hit the ball out of the car. Strike one, ball one, ball two. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Run and do something. You all, I'm like, if it wasn't for – I mean, I like to catch it. You know, I watch the Yankees, but I like it doing the playoffs. I'll pick it up then, you know, so I can watch that. But it takes so long. I'm like, wow. 
You know, it's, going to a baseball game is different or a hockey game is different when you go. But watching it on TV, oh, my goodness. It's it's acquired taste. I, just think I, that I watch them. I watch them both. And, yeah. and, and here's why. Because um, let me ask you something. Do you play chess, T, Karen, either one of you? I, I do on occasion. I know how to play chess. It's just, you know how that yeah, goes. I'm, I don't know how to play. I'm a checker. See, I'm see, I'm an avid chess player. Okay, wow. And to me, and to me, you know, it's about you know the strategy of it, you know, and right. it's like I told my daughter, you know, she says, "Well, these games are boring," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know, that's because you have to take the time to really understand what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, the strategy of golf." I mean, you know, if you're in a breezy day, if it's a breezy day and you're trying to hit a par five from maybe about 465 yards out, good luck. Uh-huh. You know, you might bogey, especially when you talk about hazards and where they are and where they're located. I mean, just stuff like that. You know, the interest, the intricacies about, you know, those type of things in baseball, you know, it's even more strategy. Because now you're saying, oh, okay. Well, it, it's in baseball, it's all situational. Right. It's, to me, it's just like your sauces. Like baseball, it's like, it's like fried chicken, and baseball is just the plain version of fried chicken. Like you can enjoy it, it's cool, but basketball has the barbecue sauce. Mm. Football has the fried chicken sauce. Huh. I want some fried chicken. See what you did? <laughs> hey, when is it ever a bad time for some fried chicken? <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's what Never. I'm okay, you so, ain't eat no chicken this weekend? You not eat no chicken today? No, no, I'm not. Not not at the moment, no. <laughs> I can go for some roots right now. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's the best chicken joint ever. A lot, uh, a lot of the score on air guys like raisin canes and, well, okay. it's I'm, not Popeye's. I want chicken with flavor, not the sauce, like I could take cane sauce and then put it some on something else and mm-hmm. still cool. No, I could take that same cane chicken and put honey mustard on it. Have the same. That's another story for another day. Anyway, right. <laughs> baseball, and, and that's why I say it's like fried chicken because you can still eat it, you can still enjoy it, right. but it just doesn't have that zing to it. You add some sauce on it. That's what basketball is. Fast paces mm-hmm. up and down. You can. You can watch some. You can okay. miss a play of basketball and still be able to enjoy it. You miss a play in baseball, you might have missed a home run. You might have missed that only score that game. So I get the rarity of it. Just like hockey, the goals are few and far in between. But hockey ain't about the offense. You know, uh-huh. it's about it's more about the goalies and the rarity of scoring the goals. But mm-hmm. it's still kind of boring. You know, so it's just depending on how you like your sports. It's the same way as how you like your chicken. You can still enjoy it, but it's just levels to how much you're going to be able to enjoy it. Well, you know, but and into, I think it's perception. I think perception has a lot to do with that. You know, that's why I brought up earlier about, you know, being able to, like, really understand the game. Because it's like I said, it's just, you know, I get more so into the intricacies of it, you know, than I do – then I do just you know watch, watching them like hit a hit a golf ball in inside of a little small cup, you know, or you know hitting a baseball over the field. It's it's a little more to it than that. Yeah. So I mean there there's there's different strategies and everything else. Like uh, 
you know, in situational, you're talking about the double steal or what they call a first move where it's a guy on third and uh, the catcher throws the ball back to the pitcher. Uh-huh. Because they're trying to keep him from moving. Yeah, keep him from uh, stealing, stealing home, home plate. You know, and you can set yourself up for the double play ball if he gets caught. You know what I mean? So it's 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 different stuff. I mean, it's different ways to look at it, I suppose. And that's true. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just the more knowledge you know of it, the better you will like it. Like right. That, that's, I know the rules. I know the record. I know what they're doing when they um when they get to third down, they made a ten yard and got a first down. Okay, they got a new mm-hmm. seven downs down, and they can start their playing game. Continue to you know work your plan and wherever your uh, strategy is. Continue to. Your goal is to get to the touchdown line and get you a touchdown, six points, right. you know? So I think I think that's the way we look at it. But we're actually are coming to the end of our show. Uh, Renegade, we know that this is your last day of school. How do you feel about that? Fabulous. Whoa. Because then – thank you, there. thank you. And you know what? It, it's cool. I'm, I'm really going to miss it. Oh, okay. Uh, to be I honest. I don't miss it for some reason. I don't miss it. <laughs> Well, just because I enjoy, I enjoy right. what I do, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And to be able to go and just, you know, interact with classmates and, you know, not that right. I can't go back, you know, right. and not that can. I can't. Right. right. But it's just the same thing as where, you know, I enjoy, I'm enjoying the process. Right, right, right. You know, and I get, you know, and I get a thrill out of stuff like this, even, you know, even to be able to do what I do. You know, I think that, you know, we're all lucky to be able to do what we do, especially in the media business. A lot of times, you know, we're doing it, you know, because of the love of it. It's not because we get. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, love, so yeah. it's it's just for the love of it. And I mean, I asked myself, you know, before before I went uh, to the Ohio Media School, I used to ask myself all the time, you know, if I wasn't getting paid for doing something, would I still do it? You know, like, especially when it came to the job, like, okay, so if I'm doing this job, you know, would I actually do this for free or would I, you know, would I want to get paid for it? And of course you want to get paid for it, but would I, would I not mind doing it for free? Right. You know, and this is one of those, uh, this is one of those industries where, you know, you have, you know, I have a love and a passion for it and I actually do it for free. So that's kind of, that's kind of where we at on that. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. T, what's your last words for the day? Chicken wings. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I don't eat chicken it. like that. Believe it or not, I'm not a chicken eater. But when I fried chicken, sounds so good. Right. I'm like, right. Well, I, want some, I don't eat. I, I know it's people right. like you don't eat what? I was like, I'm not a chicken eater. I've been stopped about. Woo! It's that smell to me. Of course, you smell. Of course, ah. Oh. That just do something Damn. to the right. Fried chicken just sounds so good right now. That's a, you're, you're, not, you're not a chicken eater? That's the most absurd thing I've heard all month. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm like, oh. wow. That's, that's, that's new. 
I guess, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm like, wow. I stay away from beef and chicken and mostly pork. I'll eat uh, pepperoni pizza every now and then, but not a pork eater a lot big every once in a while. Oh, yeah, and I need see. to detox if I eat that. So. Yeah, see, that's why I can't be Muslim. <laughs> because oh, okay. I eat pork. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I'm not giving that up at all. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, the devil is you. a liar. <laughs> at oh. all. It's not going to happen. Yeah, so that, that disqualifies me, like, right there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great day out, you know. Everybody needs okay. to get out and try to enjoy, well, what's left of it. But actually, we got to – I'm actually heading outside. I got the chair with me, taking my, my lawn chair with me. I got, you know, the chair you take to your sporting events and stuff like that. I'm taking that with me and go hang out with my godmother for a little while. And soak up the sun, you know. I'm gonna soak up the sun for a little bit. Work on my tan there, day, you know. Okay. Hey, were you finished? I, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give me some. I'm gonna give me some fried chicken. I'm gonna work on some stuff. I'm, um, <laughs> try to, try to, yeah, try to get my thing thing together, man. Um, I'm just really getting in. You know, like I told you before, okay. on the way, I was I was in route, you know, coming here anyway. If I had to jump on the show in the car, I would have done that. But <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Keeping it busy, so All now right. I'm you know now that this is over, I'm probably just gonna unwind a little All bit, right. kick my feet up, okay, turn on my my game, try to order some fried chicken somewhere. Mm-hmm. Come on, there, come on. Um, so uh, before we go, I want to you know okay. just make sure you know everybody knows what No Filter you know has going on uh, okay. right now. Uh, right now we are bidding for four different festivals. Uh, and the fifth one we are putting in for the Columbus Pride Festival. Oh, which you know, uh, Miss Roxy, she's great, love her to death. Uh, you you can catch her hot topics uh, Tuesday or Wednesdays at seven o'clock. She's got a lot of good business information. Um, yeah, so we might wind up getting that and doing you know a virtual festival for each of these. Which is going to be really interesting. You know, I've already thought about how to do it. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, those are those are coming up. You know, if you guys want to know what's what else is going on with No Filter. Um, we've got some new content that's coming out, you know, real soon that we're working on also. Um, you know, a couple of new shows. We've got a dating show coming. Uh, another, uh, two more sports shows, actually. Oh, okay. Because uh, we got the uh, Ray Sports Talk Show with uh, Ramon uh, Santiago. Uh, we got his show, and then we got Changing the Game. You know, and that's going to be, you know, we're all going to team up with Rise Up Family Sports on that. You know, right. so that that's that should be a real, it should be a real good one. Um, so that's what we got going on. We got some real exciting and good things going on, so. You know, check us out, Facebook, YouTube, find us practically anywhere. Oh, oh great. Yes, coming up Saturday night, there was Advocate 79. Definitely join us there for mm-hmm. that. Nice hot topics. And I know we got something great coming up. But you got to check us out to see what we're going to be talking about this Saturday night. And also, go to my YouTube channel, KB Evans, hashtag speak like you will be Hey, you will be definitely motivated. You will be encouraged and you will be inspired to speak life in any area of your life. Speak, hey. speak I got a saying, speak life and not death. 
because like we have that. it because we have a habit uh-huh. of speaking and speaking into existence these really negative right. things and right. painting really negative pictures so we have to be careful about so what we say and how we say it and what we even think about so we have That's to so you know cool. so if you speak about your situation if you speak you know I, instead of saying you know oh i want this you have to say i'm going to have this I like that. Yes. You know, like or I'm going to Right. Or this is what I'm going to do. It's the law of attraction. I mean. It is. What you put out there comes back, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm and telling like you, even now more than ever, I'm a firm believer in that. The law of attraction. You know what, T, I think you and I need to get together and do a podcast So Speak Life. That would be great. You'll put your ideas and we just bounce off of each other. I'll mm-hmm. bounce out. Our, what's not ideas is actually a way of living. Because, yeah. listen. If you well, change your words, you'll change your life. Yep. It, right? How do you think the government does it? If you They're the biggest your reason. Words, change your life. Yep. Because if they change the language, they change the perceptions of the people. Therefore, yes. changes the entire society as a whole. So, you know, we need to do more of that for ourselves in a positive manner. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, T, if you ain't read the book, The Secret, go check it out. You need to check get it. Yep, check it yeah. out. Check out uh, Joyce Meyer's Battlefield of the Mind. Same principle. They're both good books. You know, I I, I recommend them to anybody. Well, and he recommended for you all also. Fried chicken, so I need to read a menu. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's that. Good idea. You don't speak life after you eat your chicken, huh? I speak life, Chinese, Mexican, whatever. <laughs> whatever you need me to speak alone, oh, I can do my fire. I'm cool with it. That is too funny. Long as you, you got to get that bird, y'all. You got to get that bird. We, we speak hey. Mexican tea? I speak that. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. All right. Oh, um, yep. So any, anyway, you know, uh, take us away, Karen. All right. That's it for the Karen K show. Hey, the reboot. Hey, come and hang out with us next week. Same time, same place. Six o'clock. Yep. You all have we'll a good be night. Here. Be blessed. Yep. All right. See you.